Welcome to Property Science. Uh, I'm Matt Kirshen. We've got, as always, uh, Brooke Whelan. Yeah. And Annie Wood. Hello. And we're going to be going through this week's science news. Uh, with our special guest this week, we have April Richardson. April Richardson. Hello. Hey. hey. Hey, April Richardson. Comedian, writer. On Chelsea Lately often. Mm-hmm. Raconteur. Yes, all of the above. Woman Loves About Town. Jack White and the Raconteurs. Got About complete idiot when it comes to science which you will find out we don't have any actually we have zero prerequisites for this show because even clearly our our pedigrees are not that great like we did all three of us did study some sort of science or math but uh none of us use them now so we we hold uh please andy yeah don't insult (laughs) sorry one of the the three of us still i project i have to be in a lab in like eight hours right now well that seems like a real that seems like an adequate amount of time to be somewhere what's uh what's (laughs) your favorite bunsen burner color there brooks is it is it yellow or the blue i go for the purple actually i um i saw the movie drive uh, over the weekend, and I took the lab gloves and I cut the knuckles off of them, and then I like made a nice like back uh, window for the back of my hand, so they're very drive esque gloves. Mm. And I was doing science, but yet don't protect your hands at all they, from they whatever you're. Yeah, totally. You look cool. You look yeah. cool. Do well, I? I looked hand weird. Everyone cooties. was like, "What's going on with your gloves?" And I was like, "You guys see drive?" Is there? Is there? Uh, Scientist driving gloves, yeah. Yeah. Oh, then we were talking about this too. April, you don't find Ryan Gosling attractive. I, I don't. I don't think, I mean, don't, I don't think he's ugly or gross oh or whatever, gosh. but I'm not like dripping for him like every other woman. <laughs> I, that's crazy to say, but I think if I was a woman, definitely dripping. And I've actually seen him in person twice. He's come to Smith's Night twice at the what's, Echo. What's that? A dance night that plays nothing but Morrissey and the Smith, and I've seen him there twice. So I'm, I know he I'm has good taste. Going. I'm going to start going instantly. But <laughs> just to, <laughs> just to yeah, see I mean, if you'll trip. He was cute, but it wasn't like something where it was just like. You know, oh my had God, a, who is the stop everything? Like I had a real wasn't. Ryan Gosling weekend. I watched uh, Ides of March right away after that That movie drive. was great. Yeah, I mean, you get that much Ryan Gosling. I started making some comments. Chelsea, my girlfriend, was like, what the fuck are you talking about? How, like, but it it's like, real. he's in that movie with Clooney. Who's paying attention to Gosling when you got Clooney right there? Me, man. I'm not into the silver fox. I like a little... <laughs> you know how, like, when you see a kung fu film, you come out thinking that you can fight a bit? Or, like, you know, Star Wars, you're a bit Star Wars. Do you come out feeling like you're a bit Gosling? I come out feeling, like, everything, to me, has this background music. <laughs> my life is set to this. You know what? I, I saw the movie Blue Chips back in 1994 with a young Shaquille O'Neal and an yeah. old Nick Nolte. And I am awful at any kind of real, quote-unquote, real sport. And uh, I've, I've never been any good at basketball, even though I have a little bit of height on my side. And my friends and I, my equally like nerdy high school friends and I, would go to this nearby, com- not community college, but just a very small, small college. I think it was like a Jesuit college. My friend's dad taught at, so we could get into the gymnasium late at night, and we could play basketball where it's just us. It's just us awful nerds who are bad at basketball, so there's no judgment. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's like we a went, loser's parent. Right. <laughs> and we went, we went and saw Blue Chips. And it's again, also practice kissing. Even, I'm not yeah. even a sports... I don't even know why I wanted to see Blue Chip. I'm not a sports fan. Um, but after seeing that many tight shots of people playing basketball well, I felt like that night we went straight from there to the to the late night gym, gym session at this college with my high school friends. 
and I felt like I had the moves. Like temporarily, oh, I had I, I'd taken in something from Shaq on screen, and like I could play basketball for a brief period of time. I love the idea of that being in your head. Like you're like donking, breaking the glass on your friends, but then to an onlooker watching, it's like <laughs> yeah, all of you guys just dropping the ball, awful. like tripping over each yeah. other. <laughs> like, the team yeah. that, like the team that loses to the Hong Globe Trotters. Totally, yeah. totally, exactly. Last night, like, t- at least three of them were wearing jeans. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> or like the worst look ever, like no shirt and jeans. It's like, <laughs> oh, what? This, but this happened for me less than a day ago. I was driving from downtown last night, like at like midnight, drive, driving from downtown to Koreatown, uh, and I just blasted. <laughs> <laughs> Just not even kidding. So loud in my in my fucking Dodge Avenger. I, like, I haven't seen Drive. I'm assuming it all takes place in 1987. What? what why is this the music? No, it all Drive? takes place in. No, I mean like that song sounds like it's from 1987. But it's that's what's so cool about the movie. Like just, it has this music that doesn't fit at all, and it's he just drives around L. A. looking good. I mean, I feel like I can is he really. Remember the only jacket. It kind of is. It's like a. It has oh, a scorpion awesome on the back. It's like a satin. Really? Oh, I haven't yeah, seen it. because I, I saw. I, I buy clothes from this store. Actually, now I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas. They make drive jackets. Well, I don't want that. Like I mean, I want my same own jacket. I don't want the same jacket. I want my own. I don't want the same jacket. I just cut holes in my that... lab gloves and play the soundtrack <laughs> all the time. But I, don't, I'm not weird. I don't want the jacket. Put Jeez. A, put a Pomeranian on the back, and we'll talk. <laughs> so you don't like Gosling, and yet you work at Chelsea lately. Where everybody, I'm assuming all your coworkers must be obsessed with him, right? Oh, That's totally. Right up their alley. Do they give you grief for that? I'm well, no. I mean, they already think I'm weird on all counts, anyway. So not really. Also, but yeah, yeah. Of course, they all are into him, and and super. Everybody's into Tom Brady, who I also don't think is that great. But you have to admit, Tom Brady's good looking. But again, he's fine. Like it's not the kind of thing where it's like I'd kick him out of bed. I just don't. It's not like I'd see him somewhere and go, "Oh my god, hottest dude ever." I like, won't kick I don't him out think... of bed either. <laughs> I'm sounding super you would, gay. Yeah, I feel time. like you would enthusiastically invite Ryan Gosling <laughs> into like, bed. At it's this like twelve thirty at night right now, and I we just did a show and I've been drinking so that's where I'm at so you're just getting podcast. a bit honest a bit real yeah, honest yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more real yeah, yeah, I hate more when real. People, the truth serum is bringing out the people are like you You up. say what you mean when you're drunk I'm like oh really I meant to puke into my backpack and then kick that out of cab that's what I meant to do <laughs> yeah that's the real you that's, that's getting that, once you strip away the inhibitions that's the real yeah. Brooks oh I meant for that that's how I feel you know what this, this goes actually nicely into one of our science news items that I'm just going to get right into which is a piece that we found on sciencenews.org that t- tells us that vodka actually delivers a shot of creativity. Did you guys know that? Yeah, huh. I mean, I can believe that. I think of crazy stuff. But, but actually, how- scientifically proven that yes. a slight buzz from booze may boost creativity. This study shows that men who drank themselves tipsy solve more problems demanding verbal resourcefulness in less time than sober guys did. And uh, the s- sudden intuitive insights into tricky word association problems occurred more frequently when men w- were intoxicated but not legally drunk said psychology graduate student really? Andrew Jaraz of the University of Illinois at Chicago and his colleague Soberman uh, took a more deliberative approach to this task. Here's the thing. I got a little thing on like a little app that's one of those brain trainer apps. That's I think it's bullshit. I'm sure it doesn't actually in any way work your brain out in the way they claim like you'll beat Alzheimer's forever or anything like that. But it's a but I just <laughs> use it because it's just to me. It, I quite like the puzzles on there. But the best I've ever been at the best score I've got was when I was at a bar and then the two people I was with were smokers they went back outside to smoke and I was just stuck there like an idiot oh just have a go on that and just suddenly bam like calculations instant just like I was like yeah because I sort of hesitate on it and I was just 
Oh, I was just like, quick, actually, go, go. So I can, I can tell you the details of the study if you want to hear yeah, how Yeah, I was about to say, I want to hear what kind okay. of problems they're so giving these guys. In the study, 20 social drinkers watched an animated movie while eating a snack. Volunteers then drank... <laughs> so far, sounds like so, a good night. Yeah, so, <laughs> science all the way. All, right, all well, the way, yep. They're watching Shrek 3. They do this here. Let's, get the, uh, let's get the lab uh, Family Guy episodes now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, volunteers then drank enough of a vodka cranberry drink to reach an average bl- peak blood alcohol level of 0.075%, just below the current 0.08% cut off for legal intoxication in the u.s another 20 social drinkers watched the same movie without eating or drinking and the men in both groups then completed a creative problem solving task for each of 15 items volunteers saw three words say uh peach arm and tar and had to think of a fourth word that forms a phrase with each of them such as pit in that case on average participants at peak intoxication solved about nine problems correctly versus approximately six winners for the sober crowd what um? At what point in that experiment does the film fit into it? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 is that supposed to just be an, a distraction or something? To, to, James to keep and the it, uh, uh, that make it a blind study, I guess. Yeah. If you, so you maybe you thought it was going to be you were going to be quizzed about the movie, so you right. were thinking about I don't know. But yeah, so the people, yeah, people who were a little bit drunk solved nine versus the six who were sober, and it took the little bit drunk people an average eleven point five seconds compared to fifteen point two seconds. What was for the, the sober sample people. size of this? It sounds like twenty a- sober, twenty almost legally drunk. I have it's a pretty s- small sample size. I do have to it say is. that anytime I hear any thing about a study like this all i picture are the scientists or researchers involved wearing t-shirts that say stuff like fuck cancer fuck aids because it's like <laughs> why what? are they doing research on this instead of useful things oh, okay, okay. yeah it's just like we don't need a cure for cancer exclamation mark that's the t-shirt they're wearing while they're like let's Unless, see if drunk guys can well, solve this problems. isn't what scientists are doing okay this is what graduate students right. are but then doing. also but, I, the end the end result of that is what like so you, see, you, you use that, that information to hey get drunk before you take a test it'll no. make it here's, here's better. where I think you're wrong April what if those scientists take their findings get the optimum brain buzz on alcohol oh and, and then use that find the cure so- for cancer there we go fair enough exactly exactly fair enough you don't, want, you don't want sober scientists trying to find cures for diseases right uh, yeah I don't want to yeah you definitely want a drunk guy in the lab with the uh <laughs> The other day, no, but the, the fingerless gloves and the test. Who's got the AIDS blood? Chug, yes, chug, yes, chug, yes, chug. Exactly. The other day, I chipped a part of a human eye into my mouth on accident. Oh my god! Wait, was yeah. it fro- was it frozen? How do you? It chip was dry, part of an eye? and I was chipping off parts of this eye, and I flicked up, and I would go, "Oh god, that's in my mouth." <laughs> So I just gagged and ran out of the lab. Was for, for, for new listeners to the podcast, Brooks's job is basically... Brooks is a serial it's killer. basically workaholics <laughs> if they were dissecting human eyeballs is what he's doing every day. No, I mean, like, everybody at work was very serious. I'm, very, I'm pretty serious at work, like... But really? Like, yeah, no, I mean, I play Drive super loud all the time this <laughs> That week. song's called Drive? No, that song's called, like, Real Hero or something. <laughs> oh, guys, coming off real lame. Uh <laughs> I played Wolf Mother all day today. Nice. Which makes song? Makes me feel better. Just the, uh, many first, songs. The first album. Just one song. Good album. <laughs> Which yeah. song did you play all day? What song? Her repeat while <laughs> chipping away at Just apples. the chorus. Just the chorus again and again. Yep. Um, okay, yeah, but so at the... Yeah. What, what, what do we do with this information? Well, that's that's the same kind of logic I think you hear from the government whenever they're trying to like impress upon the average man how academia is bullshit and we're wasting all this money because they'll be like, look at these guys are studying... mating behavior of beavers like well yeah there's a place for all study there's a place for just contributing to the amount of knowledge we have I mean this is a a complete university study too I mean these are not 
full blown. I doubt that this is like a huge deal. Right. It was definitely just like University they of Arizona. You mean this isn't from NASA? But what I'm saying is like it's not the obligation <laughs> like of everyone. NASA's party scientists. They don't know. <laughs> it, they don't know. It's like they have nothing going on right now. They're like, fuck it. Let's just. Let's We're obviously it. not going to be able to build this yeah. moon colony how that you want so badly. Let's do this vodka thing. We're yeah. studying the effects of vodka crayon on Mars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you were a, like being a science, uh, an astronaut now would suck because astronauts in the 60s like pilots back in the oh, day yeah were fucking rock stars oh totally i would argue they still are but we just don't we're so far removed from that world as comedians that we don't I'm see not, yeah i, I mean they're not know. famous i'd say still if you were at a party like what do you do like i'm an astronaut yeah you're still gonna do fine yeah you're, you're gonna still do gonna very well at that party i think i don't know guys <laughs> show me the wallflower astronaut show me the astronaut who's going <laughs> just... home alone on new year's eve yeah i'd be, I'd be more excited if the guy was like i played an astronaut in a movie i'd be like oh that's great <laughs> yeah because you live in los angeles no because i like movies and it's not the 70s we've been to the moon gang what are you gonna go up there hang out with russians <laughs> now boring <laughs> oh you guys were up in space speaking of nasa and space guys um the uh the uh, the United States, God, uh, NASA. That's what the United <laughs> States. You know, I think I think the important is. thing of the last article was that you had to stop right at point zero seven five. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Once you get beyond there, the ability to say podcast also falls off. Brooks did bit. say before the show, like I think I better do my subjects first. <laughs> I, I, I requested. I, I better do first. my new stories early because I'm not getting sober. Yeah, no. Um, so NASA is sketching out plans for a space station for gosh, uh, <laughs> space for a space station. station that would hang out at a point in the sky known as EML two, which is an uh, which is a spa- a spot in the in the <laughs> in space in between Earth and the Moon, guys, where uh, an object could remain relatively stationary relative. <laughs> To <laughs> oh my god, this sounds like you're just I'm like so as pertaining right to relative to the. Yeah, uh, this is. I wish people didn't listen to this podcast. Um, it does sound like it's just. Like, I was. Like, I, I'm sorry, teacher. I didn't do hey, it. Hey, listen. I <laughs> at the show that we were just doing, I went up to Andy right before we came and did this. I go, I can't do a podcast, <laughs> and he goes, That'll be cool. So here I am reading off my I computer. Could, I could help you with this. So what's the it. gist of it? No, here's the gist of it. We're gonna we're not gonna put a moon base on the moon. We're gonna th- we're gonna set up a space station in between Earth and the moon. Um, there For are th- people to just go chill on, <laughs> like a halfway well, point. I mean, right to do- where's rest stop? Where's yeah. in sync gonna go now that they're done? You know, they right. want to go to space. So no, we're <laughs> didn't gonna Lance Bass get to all go the guys in sync. No, know. he didn't actually. He didn't. Oh, I thought like he, he could. He raised the money and all that kind of stuff, but I think that the that the thing? mission was canceled or something. Yeah, he was absolutely one of in sync was gonna go to the moon mm-hmm. or to space. Yeah. All right. Well, let me get. Let yeah. me just blow, blast real, through this. But it got canceled. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. I just need to get through this. So, no, it's uh, a... Oh, my God. You know, I just thought, like, my parents, I think, listen to this. Oh, I'd be so embarrassed. Um, so Can we tell your parents how well you did tonight? Like, you've earned this. You had a great set yeah, at the show. We just oh, okay, guys. Yeah, I'm serious. Um, but... We're going to put the spacecraft, the space station in between Earth and the moon uh, in a halo orbit that goes around and around near a liberation point. Um, and a liberation point is a position in an orbit where a small object affected only by gravity can theoretically be stationary relative to two larger objects. There are five oh. Earth-moon liberation points, guys. 
Liberation so points. Liberation. Liberation. Liberation like, points. Not, not liberation. Oh, okay, so is that where sort of the gravitational pull of the moon and the Earth cancel each other out? Yeah, so like the space station could hang out there and basically see the same part of the moon at all times. It would just like go as the moon orbited the Earth. It would stay with that orbit exactly. So it would be like a great place to go and, you know, dock and observe, and observe the moon. <laughs> observe the moon. <laughs> Observe the moon. Um, is, is the plan to then have that be the place you would stop off before going there? Or you would just go there and be like, now we're, we can see a little closer. I it think looks it would, nice. I, we'll go back I home I think now. they would just go there and hang out for a little okay. bit. I don't think we would actually go to the moon. Actually, you know what? Just remembered they would go to the moon. Okay, and they wouldn't remember. need like a super blast back point or something like that. They were saying they were doing all sorts of, uh, pos- all sorts of ideas on what, we sh- uh, what NASA should do, uh, which included going to an asteroid going to the moon, going to Mars, and going to one of these libration points. And then they said, after thinking about it, this libration point is by far the cheapest, and NASA doesn't have a ton of money. So um, it, seems, it seems almost too easy. Yeah, it's, it it's relative, like pretty common relatively sense. inexpensive. It seems like NASA's just like, we've given them too much freedom to just be like, well, I don't know, we could just pick know. something. We did Velcro and nonstick saucepans. What more do you want? Right, exactly. You guys got your freeze-dried ice cream. Uh, we hit a golf ball on yeah. the moon. Did the pens, <laughs> the pens that are right upside down? Right, right. It just, yeah, it just seems like NASA's like, we got all these options, and then the government, it's just like their problem kid. They're like, just fucking stay out of trouble, guys. Like, go do what you want. And they're like, well, we could go to an asteroid. They're like, guys, just, we don't have enough money for an asteroid. <laughs> all right, well, we'll just go between yeah, Earth and Yeah, we'll figure moon. out a spot, yeah. I don't know, whatever to that. Hell not a space. I don't want to go what? to space ever. April's anti-space, why is that? I'm fucking terror. It's terrifying. Nobody needs to go there. I feel the same way about the depths of the ocean. It's like, we're not... Stay out. We're not supposed to be there for a reason. You're, you're very. It's just terrifying. Like I never growing up. I mean, also I'm a girl, I'm not a dude, so maybe that's part of it. But I just never wanted to be. I was never like, oh, I want to be an astronaut because I was always like, no, I don't want to be in anything where if I step outside of it, I explode automatically. Or like, I don't. <laughs> right, right, right. That, I don't want to go there. Why? You want to scuba dive? I do not want to scuba dive. It's the same thing. It's like the further you go, either distance, high or low, the more evidence there is that you are not supposed to be there. Go scuba dive. The deeper you get in the ocean the more the sea life has adapted to like the deeper you get the more fish that have like chainsaws and lasers on their heads <laughs> and stuff because they're like no you shouldn't be here weirdo like look at me this is what I had to do in order to be able to live here what are you doing here you got here? an underwater Kodak get yeah, out of here you got a yeah, saw mount you're not supposed to be there no and the same thing it's like how far you if you go deep in the ocean when you realize it's a bad idea and you're like this is a bad idea you still get punished you get the bends when you try to get out of there fast oh, it's yeah, like, once you're down there. even the ocean is like I told you're not supposed to be the ocean I told is ruthless you, that's the ocean's punishment yes the ocean <laughs> is like yeah have you seen that video where the guy free dives where he doesn't have a tank or anything he can just hold his breath for a really long time and he he goes to uh, this hole that's in the ocean like it's just this deep deep hole that's in the middle of like a shallow part of the ocean and he like jumps down it and then looks like he's rock climbing back up we'll post it on our tumblr go to our tumblr and check it out it is the coolest video i've ever oh, seen i bet it's, it's gonna be like a horror of, movie for me i know there's different kinds of free diving or there's different words for this is one like the world where you record. grab but no i'm saying there's one kind where you grab like a weight it just pulls you down then you grab a balloon down below it pulls you up 
and it's purely just testing the limits of you're about to die versus there are some kinds where you have to actually propel yourself down and pull yourself back up. He's de- This is definitely he, he's propelling himself down. He doesn't up. grab a thing that inflates at the bottom to pull him up. No, he's, he climbs out of this hole, but so effortless, effortless, effortless. Without effort. How do you say effortlessly? <laughs> effortless, effort, effortlessly? Effortlessly. No, I'm not into space or ocean. Jesus. I'm just not. I went to space camp actually also when I was a kid and what I just is, what is space camp? I've heard of, this is a very American thing that I've heard of who's been to in Huntsville, Alabama but it was for it wasn't because of are you from Alabama? no I'm from Georgia but I same thing <laughs> technically I guess uh, I'm from Georgia, but I was in, I mean, the sound, who talks about this when they're an adult, but I was like in the gifted class. And so we oh, we've talked do, about it a bunch. Of I time. hate talented adults who like can't get called. over that they're gifted children. But um, yeah, so were, I, you, were you an indigo? What was it called? What no, was your what is that? Ours child? was called Target. No, no, I'm just saying there's this hippie term tag. called indigo that refers to, like, everyone wants to think their child is oh, an indigo. God, it's awful. Oh. We'll talk about it later. I'm sorry. I don't it's, know what that is. Oh, it's, it's worth looking, looking up. Ours ridiculous. was called Target. But because I was in it um, all throughout school, and, like, we got to... Okay, you don't need to get cocky. What I'm, ju- I'm saying... Gruesome. <laughs> I'm just saying because it was its own thing. It wasn't, like, a specific subject. So we did, like, all kinds of shit. So part of... We did a field trip to space camp. and um, What do you do on a space camp? I ate a lot of astronaut ice cream. That was right. my main concern when I was there. But we did the like weightless thing where you get in the giant pool that's like fifty oh, feet deep man. This is to like test a dream like weight. Life. No, I, no, I didn't even want to get in a pool that was that deep. I mean, it was just so weird. I don't know. And and then you get in the thing, uh, the gyroscope or whatever. Yeah, isn't that the thing where it like spins you around? Wait, so or whatever? did you do? We've talked about this. I, my gripe was I, I thought I was going to get to do that special chair. That's the only reason I wanted to go. And I couldn't. The one that kind of speeds you up to 20, just, like to uh, has many, many, 5G or whatever. Yeah, we did that. Well, no, it just has oh, a lot the of axes kind of, chair, of right. rotation. But it was only allowed if you were in Space Academy, which was for 12 years old and up. And I was in Space Camp because I was 11, I think. So I couldn't do that chair. So were you, do no, you know I, if you were Space Academy or, or did they change that rule? I think rule it was maybe? Space or, Camp. How old were you, you think? I was older. I was like twelve or thirteen because I think it was like eighth grade. Matt, you were in the academy. Does England you got have to do a, the chair? Does England have a space uh, agency or is it like a European space agency? There's a European space agency, and I know we've had some we've had some English astronauts. Like I think there might be one on the space station now, or he recently came back or something. Would that feel what like? What a bummer, right? For you guys, like, just to see America being like, hey, we're going to the moon, and you guys are like... You guys have all the best songs about it, and yet you don't throw anybody up there. Like, Bowie's true. never actually been up there, and everybody... Elton yeah. John. The police. Elton John has Rocket Man doesn't yep. even know what he's doing up there, yeah. so... Yeah, he's like, it's just my job five days a week. I'm just phoning it in here as the Rocket Man. I don't know. All this science, I don't know. I'm just like space space janitor, essentially. No, actually, Rocket Man was just about the firework. Oh! Yeah, it's about the guy who sets up the firework. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Well, we don't have real rockets. Okay. I see. And Bowie has that one, what's it, space? Space to ground, Oddity. To ground Well, control. he's got a lot of them. This is this it's called man? Space Oddity. Yeah. Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, it's real great. But anyway, man. <laughs> Moon Age Daydream? Nothing. Uh, bottom line, England, get with the program. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got, you, or you know what? Don't get with the program because you just look sad like China now. That's like, we're going to the moon. And everyone's like, we've been there, yeah. China. Yeah, we can but, tell you all about it. Yeah. But the thing is, if China gets to the moon, they're going to do stuff with it. 
Oh, like, yeah. Like, China will have no ethical concerns. <laughs> China's going to set up factories on the moon. Like, China's going to be... Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to the moon, and so are enemies. I want to do my, like, main uh, accent, but I'm like, I can't just be <laughs> Every episode you can't do a mean terrible accent on the same yeah. podcast. I try to keep it. I will say China will probably lead the world in child astronauts. I'm going to guess <laughs> that'll be... Uh, no one else will top China's oh, man. child astronaut program. You can fit so many more in this yeah, rocket. Yeah. You can f- oh, shit. You know, I just realized China kicked ass in the 2008 Olympics. What's England going to do in the 2012 Olympics? Like, I mean, are you guys training real hard? I know, I know China... Oh, no, no. 2012 Olympics are going to be a disaster. Oh, really? like, I have not, like, yeah, we can't, you can't compete with China. We've got, like, no. we have ethical concerns. We have, like... We, <laughs> can't, and not many people, really. Yeah, you can't, well, we've got a lot of people, but we, you can't... You have like a billion less people than you. And also, you, you like, have a billion. You less. can't make that. You can't make a large number of people do a thing when you don't have a dictatorship. Like on the same, like China can just go right. Ten thousand people. You go into that arena right now, and you do the following moves, or your family is going to be in shit. Like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> gonna be, true. you better, you better dance. Like, England's just going to be. That's true because most Olympic sports are not fun well, things you, to do. They're, did they're you things... see the handover from? Like, it's just the, 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 they had like the they, torch. They had a handover ceremony. No, at the end of the Chinese Olympics, they had a handover ceremony to London, where like England had. Here's, oh, Britain, oh, didn't it run through the channel? Oh, it was. Oh, like, here's what happened. Right. A bus drove in into the middle of the stadium. Then it opened up. Then, like Jimmy Page and Leona uh, Lewis uh, <laughs> did some sort of uh, awful collaboration. <laughs> and then David Beckham appeared and just kicked a football off the top of the bus. <laughs> like that was what happened. An what? American football? No, a proper British football. Oh, okay. But he just and Jimmy like, Page was just playing the riff from where all was the torch? <laughs> Was it on the bus with them? Were they I, carrying it on the bus? I don't know. It's just, it's just so. Oh man, someone it's, forgot. It's like the same. Like you guys are like a comedian trying to follow, like Dave Chappelle doing eight hours. Yeah, we just You're like go. I gotta go now. Like, hey, a true story that almost happened. Like I was on a show and he dropped in, and at the time, like he started doing time and then like 15 minutes into it it didn't look i mean it didn't look like it was gonna go that far and the guy who ran the show came up to me i was like oh just so you know you're next and i was like the fuck i am like i'm not going up after yeah. dave i don't care if he steps off stage right now like i'm not going up after him the end so, but he, he ended just... up doing four hours oh yeah so yeah. i didn't have to but you, you know who is hard to follow who's british though for a different reason is uh russell brand oh god <laughs> can we tell this story I mean, we don't have enough followers that we can, i think we're allowed to i don't tell think this it's story. about gossip i think it's just about gross details did he do something on stage like you can Off- totally he just doesn't it. like to, shows. to flush or wipe as far as we can tell <laughs> no multiple- two, two comics we know followed him on shows and like each of them the best part is they both had the same reaction like i saw him the next day or whatever and and I was like, oh, how, you know, how's the show? And like, both of them were like, well, I saw Russell Brand's shit. Like, that was the first thing they said. I'm like, what? And they were just like, yeah, he doesn't flush the toilet. I, oh, like, apparently, gosh. he just takes huge dumps before he goes on stage and just lets it chill. Like, doesn't even flush. But also, there was no paper in there, they said. Yeah, and also doesn't wipe. So, there you go. Well, I know. I think if you do as much yoga as he does, it can, you can, it can come out clean. If oh, anybody's okay. going to take a perfect shit, Russell Brand is going to be the one. It just pinches off. Just comes crisp, filled with heroin. Um, <laughs> uh, interestingly, quite conveniently linking. Interestingly, <laughs> okay, man, that's just—it's not just me tonight. Uh, interestingly, that's how we say it back home. Um, yeah, it's linking back from um, from 
children doing things they shouldn't be. Uh, there's um, did you know children used to be used in uh, certain Arabic countries, particularly Kuwait and uh, the UAE? Uh, as the jockeys in camel races. Ooh, let me give this a I cool vibe. I did not vibe. know that. Um, <laughs> go ahead. They're driving the camels. Read over it. This is going to be the cooler it's, podcast. It's worth right. pointing out to our uh, to our listeners that for a science podcast, the height of technology we have right now, Brooks is holding his microphone <laughs> near his computer speaker. Yep. <laughs> and just getting real into the groove. <laughs> This is going to make sense to nobody. <laughs> um, there's a reason why I'm telling you this story on a science pro- podcast. Is um, uh, there was yesterday? Just yesterday was the twelfth annual international camel race in Kebd, which is in Kuwait. Uh, they don't use children anymore. The children were sometimes trafficked. They suffered terrible cruelty. They were deliberately underfed to keep their weight down. It was a pretty miserable thing. Oh, God. Um, so they've replaced them with robots. What? Uh, I've got the picture here. We'll put it up online. Um, there's absolutely robots on the back of camels. Uh, Wait, and these robots were like designed and manufactured. These specifically are camel racing to... robots. They oh have no. They look, it's like, not... they look like little monkeys. So after the race is yep. over, yep. you know they can't be like your robot butler or anything. Like they're specifically no, they... made to ride on camels. I, I don't know. They might be they able have to one ser- use, and that's to ride camels. Well, you know what. They they can sit on things and they can whip. So, <laughs> oh, I guess so they can technically do it. Sounds like they, one of them sex robots. If, <laughs> if they're reappropriated for any other task, then that's a, that's not what they were sold as. But that doesn't mean that. Well, I think once you own the robots, it's yours to right, do with right. as you please. But I would just think that it would be a waste of resources if they literally. It's like, nope, this thing only will sit on a camel. I don't. I mean, I that's think, all it's going to do. April thinks everything awesome is a waste of resources. We've established this. She doesn't see the point. Yeah. She doesn't see the point in studying how booze makes you smarter. She doesn't want to go you, to the moon. You would be the she cave- doesn't even want robot jockeys. You'd be the cave woman who goes, wheel. Uh, I'm we good with the square stuff. Okay, what are you going to do with the wheel? I do think... I, do, I, I definitely think as far as the import, importance level of inventions go, camel yeah. riding robots is up there with okay, the wheel. Okay, so Fair fire enough. keeps the predators away. Fair enough. <laughs> they are on the same level of importance. What I think is interesting is it said that there are about 500 competitors in this tournament, and they're looking to win the cash prizes or one of 65 Toyota Land Cruisers. <laughs> what? You already have a robot that rides a camel. Like a, a Toyota yeah. Land Cruiser is a step down from Absolutely. that. That's, you have a much cooler piece of technology yep. you already own. Here's, also, here's the other thing. Um, I thought at first when I was reading the article that the camels were in some way autonomous and like you just set them on the... Sorry, the robots rather. You just set them on the camel and just off they go. Right. But no, um, the owners have to ride alongside in jeeps controlling the robot's whips by remote control. That is. Those are terrible robots. <laughs> those are terrible. Yeah. Also, terrible people. Let's I just, not forget. I, I, I just think. I just picture them setting like a motherboard from a computer on top of a camel, and then they're like, "Well, now I gotta ride beside it, and fucking, it's like on a leash, and like it just that's not a good robot. No. Like, go back and redesign I'm that." Trying robot. to think of the equivalent here in the United States, what like an activity is that I'm like, what? I well, guess we have those greyhound tracks where there's like the f- electric rabbit that's in front of them. To that's nothing oh, right, right. like that. Yeah, but I, it's not. I would say maybe the battle 
robots that used to be on like uh, I think like yeah. ro- this sounds more like Rock'em Sock'em robots. Is that what that level we had? Of, yeah, we had it was Robot Wars in the UK. That was the equivalent. Where you show. Would, like yeah. build robots that fight yeah, and they each fight each other. other yeah, right. yeah I just good. I just saw a DVD by the way at the checkout line at uh, at Ralph's for uh, Real Steel, which is the I live action Rock'em Sock'em movie, and it advertised that the DVD contained bloopers, which is awesome because I love it when CGI robots go off script, you know, and they just try like this one's let me do one for me real quick here. I remember when a Bugs Life showed bloopers and I was in seventh grade and it was the coolest thing I've ever crazy seen. Those crazy bugs. What, I, do they, what do they say yeah, when the cameras like, are good? Oh the cameras my are off? goodness, he misspelled dandelion. Um, <laughs> I loved it. My God. <laughs> But the Arab world, like, just the Arab world is just weird. Like, firstly, they got, like, firstly, <laughs> oh, I, they got, they got camels yeah, I agree. and robots. <laughs> this weird conflict of all, yeah. Right. Oh, but also, yeah. just they, they've just got too much money. I'm sorry, that's just when you're when you're at that level where you're like, we're gonna put robots and camels and send them around a track. I'm too much money or not enough money? Because again, <laughs> they got to ride next to them in their jeeps that's or whatever. Point. Yeah, like, J- that's Japanese camel the racing, the least advanced robots ever. If this was in Tokyo, the ca- the robots would do it by themselves. Oh, like, totally. Oh, and they would break dance on the back of the camel while it was running. <laughs> right? They would like have robots that could do that. Also. <laughs> This is also, I mean, this is a part of the world that ha- also created the archipelago and the shape of all the continents. Like, they built islands, you know, this is... Uh, yeah, in this, yeah, in the shape of all Dubai, the countries. They, yeah, they it tried is. to build. And then some of those are falling back into the ocean now. Yeah. And also, if you, well, that, out of money. if you had I'm that money and that, that technology, wouldn't you build the islands in the shape of the word astronauts or assholes? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. No way, guys. Uh, I, kinda, I, I got real into that. It's called The, it's called the World. It is. It's off of uh, Dubai. Dubai, right? And it, you can look at it on like Google Maps. It's so cool looking, but there's like one island has been done. Like one, only one island is completed. It looks nothing like the world. And they couldn't sell it properly. Could they, and like bits of it are starting to go back into the ocean, just, aren't they? I just know that like Sir uh, Richard uh, Branson. Richard Branson, he has like bought one. Or that's I know I Sir saw. Rod Stewart bought England. I remember hearing that. Did he really? I don't know if he's Sir or not. He should be though. Sir, I don't think he is. I don't think I don't Rod think, Stewart is knight, is. has been knighted. I don't know, but you know what I do know is that all this talk about space. We've talked a lot about space in the course of this podcast, like an undue amount, possibly because science is about a lot more than just bullshit going on so and science is mostly about space and test tubes right they're the two much. they're the two bits of science for some reason i feel like this yeah. podcast has been mostly snakes space and bad accents is what it's been <laughs> for the first eight episodes or so um but in keeping with all this talk we've oh, talked what about wrong with the <laughs> we've talked about <laughs> we've said uh, uh, space a snake oh uh. <laughs> uh, let's you know after this story i might check in with the space a snake no like yeah story. i'm gonna check and see how many japanese listeners we still have i don't think it's very many at this point <laughs> but we talked a lot about how, oh, how so sorry <laughs> we, the listener <laughs> we've sent a lot of stuff up into space with no plan to get it back and we talked about how space junk has become an, an, an increasing problem over the last few decades like there, there. Are yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of stories coming up recently. Of uh, they're like, hey, look out, uh, Southwest 
Asia, there is a giant uh, space station falling back down. We don't know where it's going to fall. Yeah. Somewhere between yeah. 20 degrees north and 20 degrees south. We can narrow it down to like a quarter of a continent. So <laughs> right. we've got to – it'll either land in the Pacific Ocean or your house. No, that happened, that's been happening way more lately. So yeah, go on with that. Yeah, and if, it, and if it hits you, it's still their property. Like if it embeds itself in you, you still have to return it to the government. Yeah, it's like, of don't touch the space. Right. So there's lots of space junk. And who better to handle it than the Swiss? The Swiss are stepping in finally, and they've actually built some quote-unquote janitor satellites to help clean up space, which is which is a, a lofty endeavor, of oh, course. Oh, God. The Swiss are even done in space. I know. Like, how can they just... Oh, little, little but they have this, European... This, this thing costs about 10 million francs, uh, which is... Uh, which is whatever. That's like Monopoly yeah, money. Exactly. It's play money. So it doesn't it's matter. No value. At that point, stuff. just... And they're calling the satellite... Swiss Queen. people use francs? They use Swiss francs. Swiss francs. Oh, okay, okay. Like I Swiss said, play money. Yeah. yeah. They're probably like pink and orange. They're like, whatever. We'll build, uh, a, we'll build another hotel on board. women on them and stuff. Yeah. Am I right, April? Meaningless. That's oh, just meaningless. Just <laughs> so they built this satellite called Clean Space One, which sounds like just what like the president's janitor would fly or something, but <laughs> Clean Space... <laughs> Green Space One is... That's the funniest line of tonight. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. The janitor of the president <laughs> flies on Clean Space One. You know, if he dies, then uh, I, I don't know who becomes... Oh, know. you ruined it. Yep, You're riding that yep. high. And nope, then... I had nothing. You know, it's going great with this ta- with the tag of this uh, uh, hashtag. Clean Space One, the prototype of a family of satellites, is being built by the Swiss Space, tenor, Swiss space Center... Swiss oh. Space One Center. in the morning, guys. Yep. Uh, at the Swiss Are those Federal all S's? Institute for the SSS? Yeah. Swiss Space Center? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Cool Kids Club. Oh, my God. That totally reminds me. There really was, like, a beauty parlor next to my friend's house that was, like, Sharon's you know something center and it was with an s and then Sharon's settled. one time there there was a shoney's by where i used to live in atlanta and this is so not science but Black i took a picture of it it was so awesome because it was like chef salad was on sale and they did spell it s-h-e-f it like <laughs> chef salad no oh my god i have the, the i have the i have the craziest one ever this was in dubuque iowa there was a chinese restaurant i loved called great dragon and they had up uh in display on their window lunch ruffet with an R. No. It wasn't a B. It even... was an R. Oh, and I was no. like, That's like oh, a mistake gosh. that you'd make in pronunciation. Yeah, no, no. But it's really a mistake in letter shapes. Just yeah. not, not connecting the R around at the bottom, right? No, no, no. And like you would think maybe that just the bottom of the B had fallen off, that there was a straight jagged oh. edge. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to the Swiss Space Centers. The Swiss Space Center at the Swiss Federal Institute for Technology. Uh, is building this Clean Space One. The launch will come within three to five years, and its first tasks will be to grab two Swiss satellites that were launched in 2009 and 10, but will be phased out of use. Oh, God, that was so soon. That was in up two years, like a year How does it work? Not a long... Well, here's the thing. There are three major problems with having a a space cleanup satellite. Uh, The first hurdle is trajectory. The satellite has to be able to adjust its path to match that of its target, because obviously things flying through space are in orbit, and they're moving pretty quickly, so... If you were just stationary and it hits, you know, 10,000 miles an hour, whatever, I'm making up numbers here, it would, be, it would be a bad encounter. So they have to match the trajectory of the thing they're trying to pick up. And then next, they have to grab hold of and stabilize the debris at high speeds. And the scientists are studying how plants and animals grip things as a model for what would be used. So I don't know if these satellites are going to have, like, tentacles or something. But, it should uh, just be like a giant Venus flytrap. Exactly. That exactly. should be the, the shape of the satellite. I actually learned here's a little science thing about the Venus flytrap. They have these little hairs on the inside of their. It's not a mouth, but just they have little Pussy hairs. It's called? 
Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Let's just find a victim. Little hairs inside of their mouth or whatever, and they're positioned like one inch apart, and the mouth closes anytime two of those are triggered within like two seconds of each other. It's a complete computer program that this. Yeah, I've seen Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I know really? all that. Oh, oh. so like, sorry. so a random, sorry, Morrissey, a dust particle or something that wasn't no, big kidding. enough to be edible wouldn't would, trigger. Would yeah, one, if, if something one just yeah. came in and bumped something, but its flies are big enough to bump too, and that's when it okay. jump, jump. So yeah, just make the satellite like that. Or Mario, yeah, exactly. So just make these giant um, Venus flytrap-shaped satellites. So it has to match the trajectory. It has to be able to grab the satellite, and finally, Clean Space One then has to be able to guide the debris back into Earth's atmosphere where both the Swiss-made satellite and the floating garbage it collects would burn on re-entry. So this kind of holds... This is a slight problem because you're spending 10 million francs. Again, fine. We got hotels on Park Place and Boardwalk. But uh, <laughs> you're spending that much on the satellite and the satellite is going to burn up every... T- it's going to grab something then bring it down with it. Like, it's going to do So that. it can't just kind of kick it towards the... Like, no, when yeah, Superman yeah. got rid of the missiles. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think what he actually did was get a huge space net and then spin it around. And yeah, like, right towards the net. sun. Yeah. And that's yeah. how Nuclear Man was made. I've exactly. only seen Superman Returns. You haven't seen the... The OG? You haven't seen Four, the Voyage No, home? I'm kind of over that stuff. What? I feel like... Uh, I'm over it you never saw it? I mean, Wait, what do you easy. mean by that stuff? Because if you just mean Superman, fine, but do you also mean Batman? Because, no. I do mean Batman. What? I'm a Batman Batman Begins Generation. Give me that. Oh no! New that is the long. that is the divide between you and I, or our generation. So no, Adam, I Adam West Tim in Burton. pants. Oh, not Adam West. No, not I'm Tim, Tim Burton. I'm Tim Burton. Yeah, but I mean, That's people crazy, before I'm, you would say I'm yeah. all Val Kilmer. I don't know which <laughs> when you guys grew up, but Batman will always be. That's Val the Kilmer lost generation. Um, I love Batman Begins. I you know <laughs> Batman Begins rules. It fucking ripping. rules. But I saw the OG Tim Burton in the theater like five times. Yeah, no, I mean, when I was in middle school. I like the Goonies. Uh, I, think I that's saw that when I, I saw that in America on a on a family trip, and and changed you, your life. Well, here's the thing: you couldn't watch that in England because it was um it was like a 15 certificate, might even been an 18. Really? No, I think like I think the it was first like, Batman. Movie? I think it was no, like a, no, I think it would have been like a it would have been like a 15, maybe even right. a 12. But I was a you kid. You call them right. certificates? Yeah. And so also, like, like rating, a 12 yeah. certificate. Yeah. yeah no, it might, have, it might have even been a 12. But I was I was like eight at the time. I wouldn't I couldn't have seen it in the cinema. I in a right in a, in, in England. But we're in America, and it was and you could go in with your parents and watch it there. They're like, this yeah, is awesome. Yeah, it was like it was like drinking beer or something. It was like it was like I'd gone to a pub. It was better. It's like going to a bar and having that. Like. I can have whiskey here, right? I can have. <laughs> so how many gradations are there of, of ages? There's 12, 15, and it 18. It does eight. Yeah, it's 18, 18, 15, 12, and they got PG. And I think now they've now they've got a thing as of the, I say now. It's I think it's been as of the last fifteen years probably, but it didn't never affect me. Uh, I think it's PG twelve or maybe even PG fifteen, which is like a fifteen rating. But if you're with your parents. Okay. With an adult, you can get in. Oh, which is what it is was like in America, right? But, it, you, but that wasn't that. You absolutely. So if it's like a, a fifteen certificate, you cannot get in if you're under fifteen. You, no, you get even carded. With your parents. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like even if it's R and you're with your dad, you, you can go in. See, dad can like take you into a porn cinema, or porn theater. No, okay. I was thinking more I of the movie Gladiator. You sick uh, jerk. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you about some bad parenting. I live up in uh, sexy Gladiator. The gladiator. <laughs> I live up in the valley, and I'm a big fan of second-run theaters because I don't care when I see a movie. I just got to see it eventually. And there's a $3 theater near me, and I went to go see Paranormal Activity 3 a few weeks ago. Yeah, and yeah that's... It's good. You should see it. It's good. But I went. No. I happened to go on Tuesday, which was uh, two for Tuesday. So you get two... 
a, a ticket is a dollar fifty, which at that point is is nothing. Like it's just free, essentially. Might as well be francs. Yeah, but it's yeah. it one point five Swiss francs. It's just garbage. Here, just throw money at the guy angrily. Totally. You don't even ask for change. Just waddle it, wad it up and throw it in his face. Um, so I'm I'm surprised because like it's packed, and I'm like, who's deterred by three dollars? But then it's suddenly yeah, dollar fifty. Let's do this. Right. But it was packed, and it was a ton of families. This 10 p.m. screening of Paranormal Activity three. So many toddlers, so dozens of toddlers at this at the possibly the scariest we've ever seen. There's like tons of little kids yeah. there. We can't afford Pixar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I quit paying for movies because of one of our earlier guests, Barry Rothbart, uh, told me how to see ArcLight movies for free here. Have, and, uh, and have you done it? Has it worked? I've done it a few times. It works really well. Justin Sherman Oaks. Oh, I'm gonna no do it. the the ArcLight in West Hollywood. Oh, this will go out to four listeners who mm, get this. Maybe we shouldn't. If you reveal this, it might get shut down. You might. Oh, you just well. It's I okay. mean, it's you just it's it's real easy. You just go. You get into the elevator before buying a ticket. The elevator takes you down to the ground floor or the basement or whatever. And you go out. You don't get to pick which movie you see. You just see whatever's coming on right now. <laughs> Makes it fun. It's real fun. You're just like, let's go to a movie. Which one? I don't know. The free one. The free one. Yeah. So then you just come out of the elevator and you walk into whatever. Everybody else is walking, and the key is confidence. Once oh, you it's a elevator. confidence game. That's it's the key like, to everything. It's in life. like getting the water cup but putting Sprite in it. You look <sighs> confident; nobody's going to question it. And I if like they it. do question it, go. I don't care. Leave the Sprite, and you walk out of that. Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of confidence, See, I'm at that level now where I think I'd pay for the Sprite. Like I, yeah, it's like okay. uh, call me Mr. Extravagant, but <laughs> I'll I'm never, willing to drop I'll that dollar. I'll never pay for the Sprite. Never. <laughs> I, I don't care how rich I am. Uh, Even I'm if not, you're rich enough to buy the whole machine. No, I'm. it's fun for me to do that stuff. You still and get a thrill also, from that. Also, so it's like when famous people get caught shoplifting. Like, why would you do that? You're a, you're a movie star. <laughs> yeah, only it would just be like... Free why, Sprite! Why'd that loser take a Sprite? No, it's just like... I mean, they pay a dollar. I have to pay two fifty for a sprite, and it costs them maybe a penny. I'm not even kidding. I used to work at the movie theater, and we and really, know. it costs them maybe a penny. All they have to pay for is that syrup, which makes so much sprite. Right. I do like that you're doing. So you're doing it on principle. I'm doing. It's completely on principle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like if it's you know if it's a cheap, you're taking a stand. Soda, I'll do it. Um, also, you're talking about clean. Clean, what's it called? Cleaning up space. Clean space clean one. Space clean program. space one. Swiss I just want to go around that book. Makes me think of queen, Clean Sweeps from Harry Potter. April, have you read the Harry Potter books? Absolutely not. Oh, man. <laughs> I got excited. I'm not you. into wizards or magic either. Matt, let's see how British you are. Have okay. You, have I you, have read the Harry Potter books. Good for you. Loved them? They're right. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I read the first one. I got to say, it comes off like kind of like a low-rent roll doll kind of thing. Okay, you know what? Listeners, if you haven't read them, the first two are kind of childish. Then the third one really turns it around, guys. That's right. when you figure out what's going on. Couldn't, could I, I will, I will turn this Potter back on more. you. Have you read James and the Giant Peach? No, I saw that movie and I No, the movie's it. not good. Read, you got to go back. Read some roll doll and you'll be like, oh, that's right. There was a guy who did all this stuff even better. No, he didn't do it better. Yes, he did. Oh, he you did. Over Says the guy who's never books. read. I read no, the not. first Harry Potter book, and it was garbage, rolled doll knockoff. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, after this goes out, it's going to be a huge spike in rolled doll and J.K. Rowling sales. Yeah, yeah. we're going to help those guys. I love. <laughs> it's Harry about time Potter someone guys. started reading their books. Yeah. Hold on. What's wait, April? Why did you say absolutely not? Because I'm not. 
that it's just super not it's like a perfect storm of stuff i don't like i don't like magic i don't like wizards you know what i mean like i don't like that stuff i don't like using my imagination you don't like magic or wizards. i like realness do you like Uh, i really but honestly i just i mostly read nonfiction. i can't remember the last time i read fiction i'm with you you know what i also think is the big difference is that i started reading those when i was in fifth grade and they were like awesome and then so by the time i was in college it was everybody my age was into them so we just finished it out we're like hey guys we know this isn't cool but we all started liking this a long time ago so we're just gonna do it right right dedication yeah i sometimes forget that you are a completely different generation from me you're 10 years younger than me holy shit how old are you uh 25 right now oh my god i'm a thousand years old yeah because i was thinking that too when you said something about seeing something in seventh grade and i'm like wait a minute i was like in high school or in college or something Anyway, Harry Potter's great, and you guys should. If I was in fifth grade when the first one came out, I would have liked it too. So. I love it. Yeah, I'm not being, yeah, I'm not being condescending. Enough. I'm not Absolutely. being condescending. Yeah. I can agree with what you guys are saying. Cause yeah, I'm not. Bad. I don't mean that. I'm not being condescending either. I don't. I don't think they're like childish. Or whatever. I'm just saying. I. I don't. I just don't like magic and wizards. Even if it's an adult. Even if it's. The fucking Red Shoe Diaries of Magic and Wizards, if it's made for adults. Zelvin Zelvin King's Harry Potter. Too bad I always used to forget his name, and I I would always be like, you know, like Salman Rushdie's Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> like, I always forgot it was Zalman King this with episode, a Z. This episode dedicated to the memory of Zalman King. Yes. Too soon. Is he? He just died a couple weeks ago. Did he really? He did. Zalman King died. Let's see. Matt, did you read all of the Harry Potters? Did you finish it? Yeah, I did. I mean, it was because I read February the first 3rd, two. And he died a week ago. Yeah. Did he create more than just the Red Shoe Diaries? Or is that his only... Uh, about the, the Wikipedia diaries? says his films are known for incorporating sexuality and are often categorized as erotica. Aww. So I think that's his main shtiz. Steez? How do you say that? Steez. Imagine if he did he, he did that. He, his two main things were like that and documentaries on Rwanda. Right. <laughs> yeah, those are his two specialties. Uh, the Hutus and the Tutsis. And human rights violations. All right. Uh, let's keep moving here. There. Um, <laughs> this is the last thing I, I have to read. Uh, have to. Um, With gun to his head. Yeah, uh, so uh, they found out that there's these really small songbirds. Hey, look, uh, who's they? Science. Science, gu- science guys. Science found out. Um, <laughs> April, also, we never found out what your science background is. What do you... Do you oh, zero. Zero things. High school? Just through space, high school? Just space oh, yeah. Sort of. I failed all of them. Like, literally, I had to go to summer school every summer of high school wow. for what failing things. What was your least things. favorite science I subject? failed math Wizardry. twice. Wizardry was her least <laughs> I failed biology. I failed chemistry. These aren't jokes. Like, when that's you how say failed, what do you mean grade-wise? Talk to us. What kind of... Fs? What other thing would I mean by fail? Like, I had to take summer school because I failed. You in all those subjects. <laughs> literally I'm not going to... I don't want to be I'm, mean, but you sound like a real dumb kid. I was super... I was in the gifted for... How are you in the gifted program and failing? Are you just so into Morrissey and smoking weed before school? I, I've never. I'm straight edge. I've never done anything. So no, I never smoked weed. I never you have skipped no school. Excuse. You know, you have no idea. Like, as far, if you look at me on paper, I was. I never skipped a second of school. I never drank the drugs. None of that kind of shit. I went to school every single day. I just didn't do any of the just, work. Just stupid. I only did the work of the classes that I liked. Like, I excelled in English. I excelled in those sorts of things that I was interested in. If I wasn't interested in it, I was like, feet on the desk. Like, I'm not into this, dude. She was just like, until someone brings up the beefalo, I'm checked <laughs> oh, out. No, okay. I'm not going to And that's attention. the thing is that I, yeah, I, no, I was a total, I mean, that's such an asshole thing to do, though. I mean, 
even though in theory I was a good student as far as like I didn't skip school or all that kind of stuff like I was a dick because again if I was like if I wasn't interested I'm just checked out and one of the teachers like in middle school a teacher called my mom and was and had to have a meeting and was just like yeah you know we think April has ADD or whatever and we think she should be medicated right and my mom like I remember telling my mom like not at all like I just don't pay attention to that class because it sucks like right. I'm choosing not to pay attention it's not that I physically can't do it was there ever a teacher who was just trying to to get through to you who would sit down on a ba- on a backwards turned chair arms up in the back <laughs> of it rapping with and me like, about the dangers and of he'd be like Mr. P yeah no there were a couple I mean there were a couple Hey, you know, like the periodic table is kind of like Dr. Dre. Right? <laughs> oh, that would have worked on me, first of all. Um, there were a couple. I mean, I was also kind of like, I was a total smart ass. Like, I was totally like the class clown to a T also where like if a, if a teacher was re- re- giving a lecture on something I, and I would just be like, this is boring. Like, I would just, just say out in the middle of class, like, this is boring. I don't care. And then he would say, that's fine. You're failing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, basically. That's not the class clown. That's basically. a class asshole. No, I was a dick. <laughs> like, well, no. It's a British American thing. That's the heckler yeah. rather than the comedian. Yeah, that's but like- for some reason, I mean, my teachers like weirdly liked me. But I will say, I, 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 the worst class I failed was chemistry like i failed it with a low f i mean like in the 40s like it was fucking terrible but also in that class my two best friends jeremy and kyle were my lab partners so it's like we never did anything but goof Sounds around like a real rowdy crew <laughs> oh jeremy kyle april you know <laughs> hanging out turning yeah. on bunts and burners. so we just didn't yeah i failed that that class and my coat the teacher was a coach who had narcolepsy <laughs> hey when you guys <laughs> listen what listen First of all, he looked like Santa Claus. He was super huge and fat with a huge gray beard, but he was the swim coach somehow. So like, what? How are you coaching anyone? Who likes he, looking at bikinis? I do. He had narcolepsy and would literally fall asleep like oh. multiple times in the middle of class, which we loved because we're like, we're not doing work anyway, so whatever. And I remember we had a test, and he, he was we were grading the test in class. Like, you know, afterwards he's like saying out the it was oh, a test yeah. on the periodic table, and he goes, he would always, he was crack the worst jokes. I will remember this for the rest of my life. It was so terrible. We died laughing. So, you know, the answer, he gets to that. He's like, number five, boron, as in, I hope this class isn't boron you. <laughs> I love that. It was the best. Mm. Coach Daly. I remember I had this weird rule of anytime someone would let me check their paper, like they'd be like, hand it to the person behind you 100% every time. I'll fix your answers. You're getting 100%. And I held everybody in that class to that standard like guys, wait you we're, were giving hundreds to the- i would i would fix all the time but to fix your problems for you if i checked your paper you got a hundred percent from like fifth grade through high school and by the end of high school kids knew that like hey because i went to like a smaller school they're like your man dude brooks always hooks it up i'm giving that guy a hundred percent every time it was the best thing. I think it's the smartest thing i've ever done okay wait so i'm a dick but but you just you you cheated for the benefit of others, I would give kids I didn't know 100%. And so now they're all failures because they're they need, like... They need no, hand-ups, not, not handouts. Failures. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. When they April- skated through school like, well, I get hundreds, I'll was- get everything I want in life. And then they get into the real world and they're fucked. Well, when April... you, the April, wrong pool of chemistry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when April walked into school each day, it was slow motion and this song was on... <laughs> I wasn't like What's up, I, y'all? I don't fucking care about <laughs> chemistry This has turned into a battle of the bands This is where if I had my laptop I would play Eye of the Tiger uh, I love it um, That's what I was playing when I went to school I like that Okay 
Uh, you know what I realize when I'm just trying to like change the subjects in this podcast? I've listened to it a few times. I just whenever somebody says something, and if I ever go, oh, I love it. <laughs> it's insane. Let's. Keep it's also going. the expression on your face of complete yeah. emotion. I love yeah. it. Uh, the head turns away for the person who's talking. Yeah. yeah. And Sorry. The, I love and it. Sorry to is... bore on you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> Now, we'll, we'll go ahead and finish out my last topic for uh, this episode, and then I can Then you can finally put, have your precious drink. Put my feet up and uh, fall asleep. Um, they found out that, scientists found out, that small songbirds called northern weed eaters fly from the Arctic to Africa on migratory routes. Um, so, they, so they breed... That's a long way. Yeah, they Pretty breed far. in Alaska, fly over Siberia, the Middle East, and into Africa, totally 9,000 miles that they fly. So that's like the longest migratory pattern that they that they know of right now. Plus, these um, aren't like albatrosses. These are tiny little songbirds. These song are birds. tiny yeah. little less than one pound birds. So, um, and it's just saying... Like, like hummingbird style? Uh, like they, just call them, they just call them small songbirds. I don't really have any pictures That's of them. That's one of those ones where evolution's dealt them a bad hand, right? Like, all they really would have needed is a th- thicker coat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like just, or they could just not make, be... Yeah. Or they could just bang each other in Africa and then just... Yeah, just let's stick somewhere in the middle. Let's kind of settle yeah. in Spain but and what, just say there. What, who's to say what gives an animal enjoyment in its life? Maybe it's not about the... Maybe it's about the journey. We maybe like to travel. Actual, we love to travel. It's the journey, the, yeah. nor, the northern weed eater likes to be on the road. It's This is the Willie Nelson of songbirds. They actually, like, take... They, they're in the air flying for, like, 11 months out of the year. It just sounds terrible. Oh, it sounds terrible. It says the guy who's never flown of his own on his own before. You, you've never, and you have says no, the guy who has never flown no, I'm just compared saying, to You're going to tell me that flying 11 out of 12 months of the year is awful when you've never taken flight with your own wings? Like, Look, I'm going to side with Brooks awesome. on this. It'd be because awesome. I feel, it, sure, the first yeah, I bet, one time. I bet, like, I bet it would become mature. What if it's I bet the, the novelty pleasant? wears off. I, I it know. absolutely like, wears I, off. Like, like I'm bored with hotels now. Yeah, I definitely yeah, think the novelty... is you soaring over the mountains with wings. Yeah, but after you do that a few own. times, it's like, look, I, it's the fucking same fucking no, mountains, not, bro. No, you can go to whatever mountains you want. Like, there's yeah, no but you're a bird, though. There's only know. a finite amount of mountains in the world. If you got to fly for 11 months out of year, you're going to see all the mountains. How many mountains can you fly over with your wings, April? Uh, that's not what we're. That's not the exactly. point. Exactly. You're I, judging this. This thing has an awesome Look, existence. I wonder if those birds have like swimming dreams. <laughs> just walking like, dream. I had the craziest dream. The novelty would wear my off. Friends and I, my friends could walk, but I couldn't. I could just. Take you a know, steps. look. You know what they say? Take even the hottest lady in the world, and there's some dude tired of fucking her. <laughs> right? The novelty would Science. wear off. Science. <laughs> I just think you know, fly nine thousand miles in their in their bird feet before you judge these things. <laughs> That is how the saying goes, yeah. isn't it? How many birds must a man fly around until they call him a bird? A bird. <laughs> you fly in their bird feet, and when you've done that, then you'll know. Then, then you'll know. you can judge. What do you got for us, man? Um, well, this is we're back on robots a little bit, or more on automation. Um, it turns out there's a chance that stock market crashes may be caused by what's known as fractures, or at least that may be one of the triggers. A, a fracture in the stock market is a microsecond spike in the value of a, of a stock uh, caused by the fact that half of these trades are done automatically now by algorithms. It's just computer programs that are doing the trading. 
according to preset things. So quickly, you is it like even... eBay bidding? Yeah, it's, it's like when you like, like yeah. when, you know when you got bid napping set up, so right. you just jump in at the last minute like that, but able to do it in milliseconds many many times. So there was a, there was um a flash crash in May 2010. Uh, which has like serious real world repercussions. Like when stuff like this happens, price of grain can change in the world, and then bit, whole bits of Africa are just screwed because they can't afford bread. Right. Um, and this is this is real world stuff that's just caused by someone set up a computer program, and if some of these trades go wrong or if something happens that goes wrong, if it takes less than a second to do it, humans can't humans can't get in there in time to go. Ah, no, 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 we don't want to be doing that. Right. Because cause they're, they're doing these things that are all instantaneous. And the New Scientist article here uh, mentions the fact that one of one of these trading companies built at the cost of... is spending currently $300 million to build a transatlantic cable that'll shave six milliseconds off the time it takes to exchange a f- signal between London and New York. Just because that six milliseconds can make the difference. difference. That can give them an edge over their rival that'll... Wow. When I was 16, that was the first time I went to New York, and that was when I found out that Wall Street was a real place. Like I thought it was it, a street. Called. I thought it was like the black market. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, oh yeah, Wall Street. Like that was just like a saying. Abstract. Yeah. See, but I, then I was like, oh, Wall Street is literally a thing. I was totally the other way around. In that, I thought the black market was a real was place. a real market. Yeah. Where it's exactly. like, let's go to the Where's black, black market. market that people are talking about. I had to have it explained by my mum that no, it's a. <laughs> It's a, it's, I think, it's a metaphor. I think I did too, like early on. But yeah, when I was 16 and I went to you're New York, I was like, well, this is real. You're like, Wall Street? No, that's that's just where Martin Sheen hangs out. <laughs> yeah, that hangs out. Um, anyway, but speaking this of the stock, black market. I was going to say, this stock market story just reminds me, this, um, a lot of these things are online, um, are automated now. There was, a, there was a story a while ago, um, it was last year, where someone found an Amazon textbook on the... On the um, secondary traders bit that had gone up to $23 million. <laughs> Wait a minute. If this is all automated, though, why do they have to have all those dudes in suits yelling? Good question. Yeah. Aren't, they, aren't, yeah. they, aren't those guys out of jobs? I, think, I don't know, well, somebody, at some point, I some, think some of them are actually making... now. I think a lot of that stuff is now. Like, the that guys yelling. That was another thing, too, where I would see that on TV or in movies and be like, like I just thought they had zero quality. Like, it's just dudes yelling. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, they have no quality. No they just need a guy saying. there, like, to yell. I mean, yeah. my, and raise his hand. My Wall Street knowledge is that I've seen trading places. <laughs> Me too. And Wall and yeah. Wall Street. Oh, I also and money saw, never I also sleeps. Saw the uh, what's the Vin Diesel one? Celtic, Boiler, Boiler Celtic room. Pride. Boiler Room. Yeah. Celtic Pride. Oh, Boiler Room. Yeah, I thought that was like telemarketing, though. I don't know what it was. It's <laughs> not <laughs> 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 Glenn Craig, Glenn Ross. That's not related. But the way the way this Amazon thing seems to have happened, the guy who found it worked it out. Um, there were two different companies that were both using algorithms to automatically set the price of this book. It was this book. Um, it was this the making of a fly. Yeah, it, it was called? this biology textbook that's gone. Um, that's out of print, but still really popular among students and uh, and developmental biologists. And and the the way the algorithms were set up, one of them um, was set to always undercut the other guy. So it was set to kind of set the price at 90-something percent of what the other guy was setting it at. Um, he worked out the other guy, the other company, had a really good rating, um, but probably didn't actually own the book. They just listed it. And their tactic was to list it for a little bit more, but to have the really good feedback rating so people would buy from them. 
and then if they hadn't got the book by then they'd buy it from the other company At and still make a profit yeah. right but the trouble is they were both doing this so this and, and the trouble is that the, the person who was overcutting the price was doing it by a much larger margin than the one who under, was undercutting exactly it. that so the so the, the overcutter was doing it at 1.27 times the the lowest price that it could find and on. the undercutter was doing it at 0.998 of the high, of the lowest price so it just kept going up by the same percentage every time and it kept climbing unchecked until... right so so if if the first person who actually had the book for sale put it up for a dollar then this more reputable company would s- suddenly say, we will give it to you for $1.27. But we're a really good company. we're really going to buy it. For, but you don't know this. We're going to buy it from that dollar person and sell it back to you. But we're, at, re- we're, we're but reputable. We're a reputable we'll company. Sure. So you have a high rating. So, so then bumped- that other company sees the $1.27 rating and says, oh, we'll just go at 99% of that. So now it's $1.26. Yeah. Now the other company says, okay, we're going to go 1.27 times 126 and so on. And suddenly it and no one And no one noticed it. And there wasn't any kind of bit in that program that went... Uh, if this gets to over a thousand dollars, let's have a human look at it for a second. Right, right. Until it ended up that the book was on sale for twenty three million six hundred ninety eight thousand six hundred fifty five dollars. <laughs> and then somebody in a dorm room was just going, "Oh my god, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm Best sitting on a fortune. Book. <laughs> I'm retiring. I should not have rolled joints on this as much as I did." This guy's just going to the library and stealing the book, <laughs> just <laughs> thinking that he's making a fortune. But yeah, it's, that's the problem with all these things that are unchecked, and 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 th- these are all the things that get confused whenever we get talking about any kind of economic issues on a large scale. With like the Occupy movement, is no, the average person isn't even in a position to have a real opinion about a lot of things in the financial sector because it's so far gone from even the guys who are doing the trading are removed from the computer algorithms that are actually making these decisions. Yeah, we're pretty and, sure half of them have no idea what's really going on. Right. Oh. Uh, and yeah. you were saying these these fractures, these tiny blips that happen for a millisecond or so where the price suddenly goes up and then back down again, yeah. they can be harbingers of huge real crashes. Like when you see a lot of those happening, it means pretty soon it's like cracks in a, in a dam or something that everything's going to fall apart. Yeah, if it, it sort of makes everything unstable to the point that things just go wrong in a way that no one quite understands yet. So get rid of the computer and just leave it back up to all the dudes yelling on the floor. I, I think it's... But then it's just an inefficient... But then the one guy with the computer's winning. That's the trouble. There's a little, there's a kind of arms race of technology. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's, it's like saying everyone on eBay should only have regular bidding powers, and one person who's got that robo bidder or whatever is going to win everything. Maybe it should. Maybe we just go back to the good old days yeah, where there's one person who just has a robot and no one else <laughs> maybe, does. Maybe eBay should be no replaced robots. by one guy, one auctioneer. Just, yeah. Who's going to ever got a Casio watch? Got a Casio watch? Coming Casio. It's just like a big <laughs> conference call that like you. Yeah. All I'm, all I'm saying is, hey, let's. All I'm let's saying is when, whispers, guys. When, when when camel riding season is over, why can't these robot jockeys also become uh, traders in the stock market? Thank why can't you. we send Call these back. camel robots in yes. to do the dirty work? I told us, us to whisper because we're shouting in the middle of my apartment. Are we actually shouting? I haven't taken off. My I headphones. took my headphones off and went and just put my con- my glasses on. We're shouting it up. You know? oh, <laughs> it's the danger. We feel of these strongly awesome about. Uh, it yeah. is one thirty in the Science. morning on a Thursday on a Wednesday, I should say. It's not good. Okay, well, it's about that time. We'd like to close things down with a uh, topic from the history of science. And this week, we are going to discuss something that's near and dear to my heart, this which is, like is the coolest math. Thing. I thought this was This cool. is one small subset of a book that I can't recommend enough called Fermat's Enigma. That's all about the attempts over many centuries to prove Fermat's last theorem, which is uh, the basic theorem is um, that for, for an equation, a to the x plus b to the x equals c to the x where all of those numbers are integers, there's no solution 
where X is over I, three. I would say. Over two. Really? Uh-huh. It's just over two? Okay, because we know that like uh, Pythagorean triples, you have you know three squared plus four squared equals five squared. That's yeah. something that works. But you couldn't raise those. You couldn't find if you went cubed or higher. I guess there are no integers that that, that actually. I want to double check. It might be anything over cubed. Either way, it's something like that. And this became like kind of the holy grail of math to try to find a proof for this because Fermat himself, in one, in a book he published said that he, he he posited this as a theorem and then he wrote in the margins I have a quite ingenious proof of this that this margin is too narrow to contain and that became the ultimate uh, yeah, and he almost certainly didn't and it- well, well that was the thing is like if he did then he was the smartest man ever so like there were two camps of like this guy really must have been the well, greatest there's still some people who think that who think that Fermat's theorem uh, sorry um what happened yeah to Fermat's him? theorem is out there somewhere still because the because th- it was eventually proved by a guy called Andrew Wiles right um, it was like about 50 15 page, years ago 50 page proof uh, or something, and it, right? yeah and also it uses mathematics that's so far advanced like that's so far ahead of anything that would have existed in his time like it's right, right. and uh, am I pronouncing it right I'm just, I don't for, know French I was guessing the I T think is it's silent. Fermat I, okay, okay. But, um, hey what happened to him did he just die of old age like when he wrote that like I've got the idea but then like just didn't never elaborate yeah it was just found in his notes and just um, it wasn't like his sort of last gasp. Like no, no, no. I have. There's one thing. My solution, and then he was shot. I'm going to start doing but that. There, I'm going to start doing that, in like in a Bible. Like, does God exist? And then I'm just going to in the page, like in the margins go. Got it. Like figured it <laughs> yeah. out. And then I don't never. have time to write this down, yeah. guys. <laughs> but there was a guy who did have time to write something down. This is my favorite part of that book that I want to talk about, which is this uh, French mathematician who lived from 1811 to 1832 named Evariste Galois. I don't know how to pronounce French. So like 21 like, that sounded accurate. He 20, I think. 21. He was 20 when he died. Yeah, he was yeah. a ludicrous prodigy. And he was, uh, his work laid the foundation for Galois theory, as his name would suggest, and group theory, which are two major branches of abstract algebra. And the cool thing about him that's the subject of much legend, it's a little exaggeration, kind of like uh, Benjamin Franklin's lightning thing, um, but he was challenged to a duel, and they're not quite sure exactly what the circumstances of it were, but it probably had to do with a girl, and uh, I'm guessing he was kind of an indoor kid and knew he didn't have the uh, the wherewithal to, to fend for himself in this duel, so he basically knew he was going to die in the morning, and he stayed up all night trying to write down everything that he had figured out, like his entire life's work we get as much of it out there and like the stuff that he did over the course of that night and then of course in the morning he was shot dead what's this kid's name uh Galois. Kid. like he proved things like um what's this dude's name no he's 20 when he died yeah, yeah he was yeah. a kid even even compared to brooks he was a young'un <laughs> like no. he would have read harry potter when he was like <laughs> yeah no i'm just saying this is so cool to me like, yeah he was he was extraordinary awesome. like he did it like group theory is a huge branch of mathematics it's used in it has it's using so many other branches of math yeah, and science. I feel like it's, I learned it at some point. Um, anything anything that has anything to do with symmetry, group theory ends up popping up in. Um, it has it has ludicrous numbers of uses in pure mathematics, and also he proved right, things was like. Was it in like? Um, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was. Yeah. So so you got you got it there, Brooks. Um, no, you know the one with the brackets and like five by five. What are those called? Matrices. Yeah, was it involved? That's more like linear algebra. Linear algebra, that's what I think. Than abstract about. algebra, I think, right? Isn't that? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's overlaps between the two, but yeah. Um, he proved he proved the insolubility of the quintic equation. He proved that, you know how that, you know when you've got quadratic equations, for example, in school, there's B the formula. B squared minus 4a squared would be, wait, 
negative negative square, negative minus negative, four AC square root of four AC Neg- all over two A. Negative V plus D. or minus the square root of V squared minus four AC over two A. That's it. Right? Yeah. So like there's that mm. formula for quadratic equations. There's a good, more complicated yes. one for Pretty um, good guys. That's what I had in my head too. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Matt. I'm real sorry. So that's all right. No, so we, the quadratic equation is a polynomial where the highest factor is a squared. Um, there's diff- there's formulae for um, of that sort that are more complicated, but there are Cubes ones that exist for cute right. and for the power of four. But for the power of five and higher, there's no formula, and that was one of the things that he proved. And uh, he, I think he actually proved a more general case of it. This was in 18, 1831? 1811 to 1832 he lived. So this probably was 1820. So an 18th century teenager, or sorry, 19th century teenager, basically did all of the, started an entire new branch of mathematics. That ended up being instrumental in in the the course of solving, Uh, or proving for Mars Enigma. The guy who killed him had better, he'd probably just some sort of 1832 biff. There's a few of those, like, like, I mean, like Isaac Newton (laughs) did. Real asshole. Isaac Newton did most of his best stuff before he was out of his twenties. Like he, yes, yes, and also I think I think there was smart I think Malcolm Gladwell talked about this, or maybe this is just something non-scientific that I I heard, which is that yeah, everybody in these kind of fields does all their best work basically before they get laid. That, that's what it comes down yeah. to. Like you once know, you once you have a significant other in your like these guys could dedicate their entire lives to something because. That's all they had, and then like nobody basically in in middle age breaks any new ground in these well, kind I mean, of fields because they don't have the time. Inspired to... and like right. it yeah. ha- this has to make it. It's the exact same thing with NFL kick returners. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, is it probably you're not? just concentrating on the pussy at that point. Exactly. Right, Why are you doing all these mathematical formulas? <laughs> High fives. Why do you think this guy was willing to die? It was for a girl. This guy who was a brilliant mathematician. What was more important than math? The girl. He's willing to have the duel. He knew he was going to die. No, in. let me actually do the explanation. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, it's your foot of pussy. No, it's not. Uh, it's because like when they get drafted in the NFL, they have like a few years they really need to prove themselves. So they go crazy on these kick returns, even though they they can get so hurt returning kicks in the NFL. Uh, but then they get like three years in, they get some money, they get a family. They're like, shit, I need to start protecting myself more. Right. So they're not as balls out on the returns even though they're just as athletic so, so why is it so dangerous like kick return is that because they I mean, just get smashed into I mean there's like at no other time in the just in a football guys game full speed can you get other. two guys sprinting for 50 yards and to just collide right so I mean like kick returning is scary I can't imagine returning punts in a 7th grade football game Ugh. I'd be scared to do it I stopped playing baseball just when kids started pitching because I pitched once and hit a dude and I'm like that could be someone else hitting me <laughs> that's when I stopped when it wasn't the coaches doing it anymore but I like, remember I, I thought I was kid. so good at baseball until the year my dad stopped coaching me <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I remember it was like 7th grade and like I showed up I was like hey I play first base I bat third and he was like uh, you you're gonna bat sometimes you're gonna play left field, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how if you know how it works. And then, in my in my whole life, I can never remember hitting the ball out of the infield. <laughs> and I played a lot of baseball, but you did before when your dad was still coaching. No, oh, okay. not even then. <laughs> so I can it wasn't never like ever a good hitter. I was, was just... never once a good hitter. Yeah. It's just like this is third third batter's pretty good, I guess. Like. And I also remember my dad let me be the quarterback of a, of a football team. 
until seventh grade, and any time we would pass it, I would hand off to the uh, to the running back, and he would pass it. And my dad was like, "It's a trick play." What? Uh, Is your dad your boss at work? No, I wish. Um, Some good eye cutting that Brooks. He yeah, was. like everything. Is that, well, it's yeah. my dad. It's in yeah. the mouth. In the mouth. Oh, that's a good yeah. move. Good, good eye in the mouth that Brooks. Uh, I, I got fired from uh, construction work, and I did work for my dad uh, washing like cars. Uh, he managed this car dealership, and I just would wash cars, and he would just come out and be like, it's good work. <laughs> and then he would just go back. And, oh, it's just a real, it's a real easy job. It's real great. <laughs> Roll the stories. Brooks been Brooks. Brooks has had too much positive reinforcement. Too much positive. If you give your kid too much positive reinforcement, he'll move to Hollywood and make it. Yep. Yep. He's going to run this town while I've been working for you in five years. Mark my words. Second, your dad buys CBS. Yeah. Right. As soon as your dad's mayor of Hollywood. Yeah. Can you get your dad to to tweet about this podcast a couple times for us? Do you mind? Oh man. Or just buy out Twitter. Yeah. Rig it in our favor. You guys got it. We should say, by the way, um, if you are enjoying our podcast, do tweet. Uh, get on iTunes and rate it and that kind of thing. Uh, tell people about it. Um, if you've got any questions for us or any corrections, uh, this is even though this is a science podcast by people who aren't necessarily good at science, we still want to vaguely adhere to scientific principles and we're willing to admit our mistakes and correct ourselves. <laughs> and I think there might be... I mean, I think this... I, th- I think this one was pretty flawless. I don't think... Oh, I can't, yeah. I can't yeah, imagine we ever heard there. of perfect science on this one, but maybe some other ones... You might, like a couple of accidental errors might have crept in. And we did. We are taking note of the uh, suggestions some of you have have mentioned on Twitter of topics you want covered. So oh man, yeah, I have uh, one of my friends, Seth Reem. He sent me this thing about how the MythBusters fired a cannonball through a person's house. We got to talk about that next week. <laughs> <laughs> hard science. Hard science. <laughs> that really happened. Did you guys hear about that? I yeah, did read about, about that. Actually, April, hard yeah. science April, that we saw on TV. I want to know what April's take on MythBusters is. That's unnecessary, right? Shouldn't we be sending those guys to solve cancer? Solve, solve, solve cancer, cancer first yeah, of what's all. The cancer. Get out the blueprints. Cancer's cancer. not real. Myth bust. Um, <laughs> well, no, I mean that's different. I don't know because people that's, were just lazy. To me, that, he's got laziness of the pancreas. That's just like pure entertainment because it's not like those dudes are real. I mean, they're not like in lab coats in a lab. They wear lab coats sometimes. <laughs> no, that. Is, but and again, it's like shooting cannons at stuff. It's like how fast does a cannon shoot something? Like that takes like. A couple hours. No, what happens? That's they, fine. They put a can- cancer can spare a couple hours, but when you're like talking about getting rounding up some dudes and putting them on a couch for like weeks at a time, feeding them vodka cranberries to like <laughs> go over it. <laughs> I mean, I have a feeling that was that study went on for longer than it should. When it's like get get back to the AIDS research, it, it you guys. wouldn't have done if people hadn't found out about that study on Facebook. Like, should have made the group invite private, but oh, right, right, people right. turned and up. Everybody's like, all "Oh, right, we got to experiment right, on all y'all." Hey, I'm friends with Dave. Is the experiment happening? In yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I brought nachos for the experiment. For the experiment, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, April, do you have anything to plug? Anything? I feel like I should just apologize. What? No. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I because mean, you guys I... asked me, and then when you asked me my science background, and I told you all Fs. Straight Fs, guys. Then I feel like that's when I should no, be kicked out. This is the worst podcast I've been a part of. <laughs> no, personally, performance-wise for me. Like, I really, I couldn't even, when we started, pronounce stuff, guys. Uh, <laughs> we, so, have, we have yet to have a guest just, on who has any science background. Yeah, I just want to come so out and say, so oh, so sorry. <laughs> there we go. That fixes it, right? Um... Yeah, so that, I mean, like, it's like kind of, I should apologize, but then also go, you're welcome, because I am a girl, 
I have a feeling that oh. will be rare for you dudes. First girl. No. I don't know what you, makes you think our science podcast will be man-heavy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Our science stand-up comic a little, podcast. A little Venn diagram of science and the comedy world. Totally. <laughs> a little yeah, intersection there. Thought. It's all XY. Oh, man. Uh, so April's not going to plug her stuff, so I will. Watch April. She's on the roundtable on Chelsea Lately about once a month these days, right? You can follow yeah. her on Twitter at AP, that's A-P-E-Y. And yeah. if you live in Aspen, Colorado, <laughs> right? Yes, that's next weekend. <laughs> Why do I have to force Why, the plug? Because yeah, I feel weird fun. doing it. Well, you shouldn't. Hey okay, guys. I'll finish saying it. Watch for her at the Wheeler, Op- Wheeler Aspen Wheeler Opera House Comedy Festival, Aspen Wheeler. I think it's called the Aspen Laugh Festival now, Aspen but Laugh it is Festival. at the Wheeler Opera House. I've been kicked out of Aspen before. The, the whole city? Well, the bed and breakfast did, house. Did, did you call your dad? <laughs> no. What, what were you doing to get kicked out of? Nine people in a two-person two bed and breakfast. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> can't they, really sneak in and out of somebody right. else's house. No. I can't believe that they ran you out of the city for that. Yeah, you yeah. fall asleep in the hot tub eating Cheetos once. <laughs> <laughs> and the villagers come with torches. Yeah. <laughs> so we just were like, screw Aspen, and we went to Denver. Nice. <laughs> Same thing, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so on that scientific note, <laughs> as we conclusively prove, Denver and uh, Aspen, same thing. Same thing. What about you, Matt? Andy, you guys have anything coming up this week? Let's put, let's do our own stuff. Watch for me skiing at Big Sky Montana next week. Ooh. <laughs> nice. I'm going to be in Denver, but not for a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. So I'll probably plug that in a future podcast. But some point in a few weeks' time, I'm at Denver at the Comedy Works. I've heard great things. It's a very um, nice club. Yeah, it sounds great. I'm going to be sleeping in about four minutes, so look nice. for me there. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs> See you in our dreams. Can we play out? I, I put my computer away. Let's play out the drive. Oh, music. hang on. I've just remembered, actually. Like, the, next weekend, I'm going to be at the College of William and Mary. In, in a... Actually, Tuesday, I'm at the, the in the in belly Virginia. room at Comedy Store to go to Montreal Comedy Festival. So come watch oh. me not be drunk. Do that. Cheer them on. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.